This is Fab Radio International. Embrace the alternative. Somewhere in space, this may all be happening right now. An adventure unlike anything on your planet. The story of a boy, a boy, and a universe. A big sprawling space saga of rebellion and romance. It's a spectacle light years ahead of its time. An epic of heroes and villains and aliens from a thousand worlds. A billion years in the making. Starburst Radio, the greatest radio show in the universe. Every Wednesday, 8 p.m. until 10 p.m. Exclusive to Fab Radio International. Hello and welcome to Starburst Radio at Fab Radio International with me, Mike Royce, and Mr. Martin Unsworth. Hello. How are you? How's everything? Are you okay? Is everything good? If you want to join in tonight's show, studio at fabradiointernational.com. And uh, we we did have one uh, from last week that didn't get read out by Lewis Edwards. Oh, good friend of ours. Yeah, he's, yeah. He's saying, evening lads, Gallows Pole on the iPlayer is well worth a look. A bit of a departure for Shane Meadows, a fantasy period piece which uses some of the ensemble from This Is England, inspired by the true tale of coin counterfeiters in the 18th century, and it gives it a light touch um, folk horror makeover with the protagonist being given one more chance to redeem himself for past crimes by a group of werestags who roam the Calder Valley. Um, as touches of a field in England, but more accessible. Well, or, well, yeah, a field in England. Jesus, you don't, you don't have to go far to be more yeah. accessible. I think I watched that, the first episode of this. It was quite good. It was did it's, have that, uh, yeah, that folk horror I'm feel not, to it. I'm not heard of that. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing that Essex Serpent though. Yeah, which is uh, kind of this kind of vibe, which I'm open to that I'm going to enjoy. I'm not. I don't know. I've heard good things about it, but you know. And he says, also a great psych soundtrack from Goat, amongst others. Um, only three episodes, so a boom for those with uh, with time issues. Quick sidebar in Indy and the de- Dial of Destiny. It was just entertaining enough, but lacked a killer set piece. Any convincing physicality and the lack of a nice logo dissolve at the beginning was sorely missed. It's almost like an artist's signature for indie fans and an important part of the packaging absolutely true they had a castle from the Disney logo and the Paramount Mountain to play with they could have been handy as an opening sequence 
castles surrounded by mountains. They had one job there. That is the least of the problems with that film. I mean, I get that you're you kind of were entertained ish. I mean, it's, it's sort of faint praise that, but <clears throat> I think you were still enjoyed it a hell of a lot more than I did. But it's that a bit Martin hadn't even bothered seeing it. Nope. It's, um, I think you like the other ones, don't you? I like the first one a lot. Mm. The other ones were good. Mm. I don't dislike them. Yeah. But but Raiders is it's what it's all about for me. No, Raiders is is, is great. But I like I like that. I thought the first two were magnificent. Third one was more of a comedy. I quite I like the Crystal Skull. A lot of people knock it, but my God, it's a masterpiece compared to um, Dial of Destiny. It really is. I don't understand. The, there's, I've seen some people saying, "Oh, really? It's great. Don't listen to everybody. It's a great. It's not at all. Listen to everybody. <laughs> uh, listen to everybody when they tell you about that film because it's just a mess, you know. Anyway, um, no, they didn't enjoy it, but it's a mess. And Rob Doyle's emailed in, and he's been watching Strange New Worlds. Like Blimey. I've been a, a Strange New Star Trek, Strange New Worlds evangelist." I've been, I've been trying to get as many people to watch it as possible because a lot of people gave up on Star Trek. Quite rightly, they were making shit. Uh, the The main character was unbearable in Discovery. I thought I didn't like Discovery at all. I painfully watched it out of a sort of duty. And I, I just I couldn't be bothered. If that's not your thing, and Lower Decks is a very different sort of vibe, so I can understand why maybe... People wouldn't like that or that prodigy that's got Catherine Janeway in, although I've got a sidebar on that in a minute because uh, some, someone's been a bit of a naughty boy. A naughty boy. Robert Beltran, who played Chaco Tay, but I'll get into that in a minute. So Rob says, just wanted to say how much I enjoyed the last episode of Star Trek Strange New World. Scotty joining the show was an unexpected treat. The only downside, we have, we have to wait until 2025 for the conclusion to the cliffhanger. I also wanted to thank you, Chris, for recommending Poker Face. I couldn't stop watching it. Binged the whole thing over three days. It's gripping and what a guest cast. All the episodes are great. I think the one in the retirement home especially good and it took a dark turn. I do have a question. What with the demise of network distributing? There must be quite a few UK rights for the cult films and shows they had available. Have you ever thought about going down the distribution route? Also, if you could get the right for any show or film not currently available, what would you love to get released? For me, it would be Blu-ray versions of the John Woo, a Better Tomorrow trilogy. Have a great show, Rob Doyle. Well... Well, thanks, Rob, for being in touch so quickly. Yes, I, I shall pass that on to Chris about Poker Face. He's still raving about it now. I said, they said last end of the show last week. I said, I gave the email address out and I said, send send us emails for when the show starts. Well, there you go. You see, it worked. They and do it listen. Helped. It's helped out. Well, the for me, yeah. I mean, Starburst could easily. It's a natural for Starburst to distribute something if we wanted to. There's there's a lot of work on, and it's not like it doesn't take time to produce this radio show and the magazine. Like they, with me and Martin are down here, and Chris is upstairs, beavering away. It's, yep. it's actually deadline we're on. We're, we've got to get it off to print tomorrow. Yep. And I've um, only come on here because I want a break. <laughs> it, it, that's how bad it is. This is actually considered a break, you know, a bit of a goof off. But the the thing with me, I. 
I would like to, unfortunately, I would like to remaster. And I wouldn't want to do just release something just for the sake of it and go and get the rights and re-release a Blu-ray that's no longer out or whatever version. I keep moaning about all these 90s shows. There is a void of shows from the late 80s, 88, 89, through to the beginning of the noughties up, up to 99, where they just aren't very good quality. For example, mm. the, the old 80s Twilight Zone series that yeah. some people really love as much as the, the original. Some people do. It's got a cult following of its own, man. And you can't get that. And it's But it's very difficult to remaster those kind of shows because you'd have to go back and try to find the mass, the original footage and do something with it because they a lot of them are so murky and they look, uh, even on repeats now, if you get a repeat of a show like they, that. They still have that look of American TV. American videotape. Yeah, yeah. like when we used yeah. to get like American TV shows that over it had a certain yeah. look to it. It's that NTSC type format, and I don't think we're digital now. You don't have that issue. You, you so. don't have that issue, but they—they they, this was the. That's why I'm saying before that everything was on. A lot of it was on film, yeah, which was filmed and then put on videotape. But so. a lot of the the eighties and nineties ones that you're talking yeah. about were probably shot on videotape anyway, which is a problem. Yeah, because remastering it, you're actually going to have to produce pixels that aren't there. Yeah, uh, and got, upscaling doesn't do that much, does it? So they have got a very good piece of software that does do a very very good job, but the stuff that I've used it on, I I upscaled the man from Uncle mm. for personal use so that I could watch it in HD, because it's not available in HD. But that was shot on film, remember? Yeah, yeah. So that, that I'm using a very, very good DVD digital file, as a, and as a result, because it's got so much detail, that this software is able to make it look almost Blu-ray. Mm. So that I have got Blu-rays of those, the Man From U.N.C.L.E., which I've watched. They, they look magnificent, but that... These other shows I'd want to release. I'd want to do. I mean, you know, you've got what's it? For example, Dark Skies is a. a mm. for, it was only ran for one season, but you can't. No one even talks about that anymore. What was that? Sliders stuff like that. Now that's not my, one of my favourite shows, but it will be somebody's. Yeah. And you can't get that. And those are the things that I'd want to do. I'd want to put them out so that they're just available if in case somebody who used to collect them bought. As you're probably gathering, there's, there's a reason why no one's done it, isn't there? And it's because it would literally be me and you and a few other people who were getting them. And there's a reason Network are no longer here, unfortunately. Yeah, ne- Network is not a business model to emulate, it turns out. I mean, they, they had a bloody good run at it, and, and they released a lot of great stuff. It's just oh, yeah. very limited quantities. I'm, I'm, hope, I'm hoping they didn't overproduce. I was devastated when, but, when I heard. But, well, they, they hit a bottleneck. They hit a bottleneck. They couldn't pay their suppliers, so they had to go into liquidation. This wasn't one of these where they had a death and they just closed the label down mm. or... That this was a genuine bona fide. We can't pay our bills. We've got to close the doors. Yeah, because legally, under law, you know, if you carry on trading, running up debt and running up bills, at the moment that you 
are aware that you can't pay any of your creditors and you continue trading after that, you are trading an insolvency. Uh, you you actually get struck off as a director and you can get six months in prison for that. Yeah, yeah. so it's like you're doing it on purpose. Yeah, correct. So they will have looked at it and gone, yeah, we carry on trading. We're going to be running into trouble here. So they, they did what they legally had to do and just shut the doors. Yeah, but it's a big shame though. It's a massive shame because the, the stuff, there's a lot of stuff that they made available that might have died out. Well, 100%. Might have died out. Might Mo- most of that 70s stuff yeah. they released, yeah. uh, even, like you say, even if it's not stuff we'd watch ourselves, but they did a lot of genre stuff. Well, they were doing stuff like, well, didn't they release stuff like Ace of Wands? And, Ace, you know, all the kids' stuff. All the and, kids' stuff, that, that you like King of the Castle and all this. Yeah, you, and, and the, the, the comedies. Blade I've got, I've got them. I'm sure you're the, you're the same. Mm-hmm. I've got a load of their stuff in my collection. Oh, loads. Tons of boxes. From sets. the On the Buses, the... Benny Hill show. The uh, we're bat- just we're just not the majority of the people. You know, mind that. your language. Oh yeah, yeah love yeah, thy neighbour. Yeah. I've got them all. Oh, well, this is it. But obviously, I don't know how much of this is people moving away from physical. But I'll tell you something. The I think there's always going to be a, a demand for stuff like that. But it's just a, a demand back from us, like people well, like us. Well, anybody who's listened to this show. The last over the last decade, good God, how long it's been on now? We've been well over ten years, and it's um, we we've been. To, I've said time and time and time again, you if you get rid of all your Blu-rays and your DVDs and you go over just to having streaming, you will come a cropper. There will be a time when you and I was only talking about well, you there'll be a time when you won't be able to get signal. Mm. Yeah, I wasn't even thinking about. That the, they'd actually just start canning stuff because yeah, of residual uh, pay. Yeah, just, just drop, dropping the licenses and things like that. Yeah, they're a disgrace. I mean, Netflix conned everyone. Netflix was your video library forever yeah, for only seven ninety five or whatever it was five ninety five I think when it started. Yeah. And you and you do, and then all of a sudden after in, and it, for a while it seemed that way and then after about you know about a couple of years suddenly it's like oh this film's leaving Netflix this month. I'm like, what do you mean it's leaving Netflix? Yeah. Why is it leaving Netflix? And then it came out. Yeah. They they are and it, well they were doing that. Before they started paying everybody what they do, mm. the writers' strike has not resolved that yet. So just imagine that they settle this minor that minor strike. Did I call it the minor strike? No, you again? you did say writers' strike. And now you right, said okay. Now I said I keep calling it the minor strike. I'm going straight back to the, <laughs> the socialist days. You know the bad old days. Yeah. So um, um, thing is, I I just I can't imagine if they're already doing this now. And they agreed to pay everybody the fair wages that they get from the DVDs and Blu-rays. They're going to be even more eager to cut off shows that aren't performing well. Yeah, I mean, the, get the, rid of stuff. The films have always gone off and come on and things like that. That's always been a license, but yeah. but the uh, the TV shows is a new thing, especially their own produced stuff. I can't believe it. To be honest, I you just, know, Willow. I Willow it. was a cracking one to to get rid of, wasn't it? <laughs> well, I, I mean. What what the hell? I mean, he must have been absolutely... Warwick Davis must have been absolutely devastated, wasn't he? Yeah. Do you not think? I think so, yeah. Because if it, he's, he's on there. He's got the... I mean, he's, he's the lead of that. He's got back for, He's got back to be... I mean, at that one point when he made Willow, he was a movie star, bona fide movie star. Now they've got him head of his own show, 
And not only does, well, look, it, nobody watched it. I haven't watched it. No. I can't say it's any good or not. Yeah. But it, I don't know many people who did. So I'm, I'm only going to go off that. Well, yeah, but... You know, Ed the, said it was all right. The thing with these things, you, you know, it's on a streaming platform. Not everybody has to watch it at once. Yeah. You give it a time to find its audience. Oh, God, yeah. So so he goes, um, yeah, this is, this is the problem. So he didn't get that chance. And then all of a sudden he's getting told that, well, sorry, mate, those uh, whatever. I'm assuming he was getting paid. I mean, I mean, I'm hearing that a lot of people are not getting paid on these shows when they're on a streaming network, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm going to assume that at least he was getting paid, yeah? So well, I, it's probably quite devastating that Willow just got took off. It might not have got to the point where his residuals would start kicking in. That might yeah. be after a certain length of yeah. time. But you know, they, 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 there isn't time for someone to discover a show. If you're going to... what? How long was it? On six months? Yeah, something like that. Probably Six months is not certainly long less than a year for people to find shows. That Yellow Jackets was not doing well in the ratings at all until near the end of the first year, and it was word of mouth. And then mm. the second season had a massive amount of ratings when it came back. So you need time for a show to land. And and my God, I mean, good God, let's be honest, Star Trek: The Next Generation that didn't that wasn't a hit. That wasn't a hit for two and a half years. And it was only midway through the third year that people started tuning in. And it was for that episode, Yesterday's Enterprise. That was the first hit that they had where people were talking about it again. Mm. And then it it took off. But I can link in neatly to uh, what I was alluding before because I watched the last episode of Strange New Worlds, like Rob. And boy, it's it's a cliffhanger. And it's actually frustrating because... I wished it was twenty odd episodes. Now, it's that good. There's no waste. There wasn't. There was no. T- there was no fatty tissue on this season. There was not one episode that you could have gone. It would be really hard if you said, right, you've got to choose two of them to to delete that not make. It's, it's very hard. They were all great, and you know, it it ended on a very big cliffhanger with the gone, and it looks. It was very action orientated. Um, and that was good. But they, uh, you've heard about all this trouble with um, conventions. Yeah, well, yeah, I was, I was <clears throat> t- telling Chris about this a couple of weeks ago when I read it on, on yeah. the line, sort of thing. So so I didn't know much about this the other week when we were talking about this. But it turns out that Michelle Hurd, who played Ensign Rowe on Star Trek, she also um, played... Um, the lead, the the head of the Pegasus Battlestar mm. in the the reboot. Everybody knows her. She's she's that link with sci-fi. It's on true. So she's big on the convention circuit. She apparently brokered an arrangement with this where there were guidelines, and it her and a committee of a few people brokered on behalf of the Star Trek actors guidelines, so they could make appearances at these things, mm. and they were allowed and not allowed to talk about certain things. Yeah, yeah. You had so there was a convention last week, and the, at this convention, there a lot of the Voyager crew were there, and you also had a panel which consisted, which was a meeting up of Zachary Quinto and Ethan Peck, mm. two Spocks, and they weren't allowed to talk about Spock, <laughs> and 
Okay. I get I mean and they didn't. They didn't. Apparently they didn't. They talked about show business in general. They talked about everything except for Star Trek and Spock. Yeah? Mm. If they'd have done the Vulcan hand signal, would that have broke the rules? Who knows? So they <laughs> didn't. But Robert Balcham was having none of it. And he just went he just went for it. He just wasn't interested. He even mentioned the strike. So he was doing it on purpose. And so many people have said that that guy, the guy who plays Chakotay, so many people have said what an utter cockhead he is over the years. So many people, like, to the point where you go, hmm, gosh, is this, is this summer in it? It's so many people say that. And then you hear this. So he's now online. You, all you've got to do, put in Robert Beltram, scab, on Twitter. <laughs> And it just explodes. It, the, everybody's pissed off. All the Star Trek fans, all the actors he worked with, everybody's giving him absolute hell over it. So, I, yeah. I mean, he's the first high-profile scab for this strike. And so he flouted that. And, um, I mean, you've heard, I've heard loads of stories. You know, he was playing a Native American character. He was a Native right. American, and he, and he had a tattoo on his face, and he kept doing all these... Uh, he, he had his spirit animal and all this sort of shit, yeah. So, now, I, I'm no expert on Native American culture, mm. other than what I've seen on documentaries, on TV shows like Yellowstone, that are supposed to be accurate. Now, the stuff I saw when I was growing up, there's no way it was no. accurate. Your John Wayne was, films. Well, they were highly racist movies, <laughs> and they, they, they were ridiculous, but this... Apparently, there was a guy on the show that was a Native American expert that was you that they used to um, help make sure all the scenes with Chakotay when he was doing stuff, yeah. it was appropriate and it was correct. But they was get they were getting lots and lots of complaints off of Native Americans and fa- and the families who were saying this isn't right, that's not right, whatever. And they turned out that it, it was just it, well, he wasn't an expert at all. He was he never he, and in fact he hardly knew anything. He didn't even know the basics. So this guy was running off looking in books and stuff in between episodes, and that was Robert Beltran's mate. Ah, jobs he for the boss. He got him the job. Mm. Yeah. So that's all I'm going to say at that. So you've got a few things, but yeah, he's a super scab, mega scab, <laughs> mega scab, star scab. Yeah, no, it's unreal, isn't it? Well, there was, someone had to do it, though, didn't they? Someone was going to yeah, break the but I think rules. With the convention thing, I think a lot as the, the fans are not bothered as long as these people turn up and they're going to, you know, they still pay them all their money for oh, the, yeah, yeah. the signatures and the, the photos. Yeah. What they're talking about, they might not be able to get to talk about episode 3.9 and things like that, but, you know, they're getting to meet the guys, so they're not bothered about that. Do you know what gets me? I thought... Right, if it's an ongoing show, like I totally get that Ethan Peck cannot talk about Star Trek Strange New Worlds because it's currently airing now and it's in production. They're making a new series. I think it's less to do with the shows and more to do with the studios. Yeah, okay. It's the studios they're getting at. So even if he went on there and didn't talk about that, but he even if, um, like... Quinto, Quinto isn't playing Spock now. I mean, they, them them movies are dead, and mm. don't listen to all these rumors about oh there'll be another Star Trek four. They won't be. It's fucked. 
there won't be any more of those Star Trek movies. There won't be any more because they're making a fortune out of the TV shows now. Mm. The TV show, that, that Strange New Worlds is doing all right. And if you're going to get another movie, it's going to be... It's going to be going down that route involving this. They've got the rights now to use. Well, yeah, they can do what they classic want Classic Star Trek, yeah. yeah. You can have crossovers. You can have characters out of the, the thing, you know. Like, as he said, Scotty turned up. It was He was good and all, the actor who played him. So they're doing a really good job of um, reinvigorating it. But, yeah, it's just one of them things. It's um, It must be frustrating when you can't talk about your life. Uh, I get you can't promote your movie, but to not be able to talk about a show that you were in for 20 years or there's, something. There's a massive guideline on the, the Sagafa website. Yeah. The whole sort of like page about conventions and appearances. And it's done like a like a frequently asked questions sort of yeah. thing. And one of them is, uh, can I sign a picture if it's of uh, a, a, a blacklisted company show sort oh, of thing? Oh, shit. And the answer to that is uh, yes, as long as you've not provided it. Okay. So if I get up to him with uh, a Star Trek picture, they can sign. So it. if they've got photographs, their photographs but they can't. Have got to they just can't be... sell the pictures of the yeah. from Star Trek. It can't be. Ethan Peck can sell a bit. Can auto sell an autograph picture that he's brought, mm. but he can't be dressed it'll as Spock. Have, yeah, it'll have to be his right. uh, okay. his headshot or whatever. Yeah, he's a bit shit in it. And you know, I'm not saying get the violins out. These people are very well paid when they were, are working. But yeah. the writers who who are the crux of this strike is yeah. the actors came out on in, on behalf of them. The writers but aren't well paid. The actors have got a big beef as well with the AI stuff. But yeah, oh, it's ridiculous, isn't it? Right, we'll have a break now, and we'll be back in a few minutes. And in the meantime, if you want to email in studio at fabradiointernational dot com, and we will see what else what else is going on out there. I've I've no idea. I'm looking for a bit of guidance this week. I'm just. It's uh, deadline week. We're all frazzled. Bar Cafe, the original TV and movie theme bar. Anything else just isn't fab. Pay us a visit at 109 Portland Street, Manchester. You are listening to Starburst Radio, winners of Best TV and Movie Podcast in the UK Podcasters Awards. It was ages ago, but a win is still a win. It's still worth mentioning. FabRadioInternational.com And welcome back to Starburst Radio at fabradiointernational.com. And if you want to email in, it's studio at fabradiointernational.com. If you are listening online on your PC, there will be a button on the Fab Radio website that takes you, uh, that, that allows you to send us an email automatically. Yep. There. It's amazing, that, isn't it? Without even having to use your uh, mail yeah. provider. See what I mean? It's all, it's all happening in 2023, isn't it? So, so you know. It's a high point of technology. So we've had an email of Professor GM Martin and Neil Neil to us. Yeah. And he says, gents, enjoying if plaintively the network chat, because, yeah, it's a, it is a bit of a sad subject. It is. Do we know what has happened or is happening to the old network stock inventory? Lots of love, Neil. Well, I, I, I think Martin's bought it all. 
Yeah. I think he's sat on it all. I think it's all in his house. And it's he's... going on eBay soon. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's you know, it, it, someone's obviously going to buy all that inventory um, when it's on an auction site. You'll see it. Yeah. I, I don't. I, I feel a bit, a bit like a fucking vulture circling the, <laughs> a corpse. Really talking about it, but it has to go somewhere, doesn't it? Um, it as long as it don't go in a landfill, that's well, all that matters. Jesus Christ, what you think it's like that E.T. game? Yeah. People will actually want these. It's a fucking strange story, though, that E.T. story, isn't it? I, yeah, 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 yeah. It turned out to be true. The most ridiculous, stupid story I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. You know, it took, what, I was laughing at these clowns. All. It was about 20, 25 years before they, it did. Actually, they found sort of it. found it. They yeah. found it. They actually found it. Because the guy... Ooh, there's a documentary on this, if you're interested, mm. anybody. The E.T. game cartridge was the biggest flop of all time, so they, it, they, it, you couldn't literally give it away. So uh, it went... It, I've played it, you know. I played it on the Atari. I remember it, yeah. But... It's not the worst thing. The problem is, with these movie tie-ins, then, like if you get a movie game now, a movie tie-in, even a bit of a crap one, it's still going to be kind of like playing about with the IP, playing with the film, like get an Iron Man game that's based on Iron Man 2. You're going to be flying around like Iron Man, aren't you? You know. Um, but but the, the problem is that you've got, uh, back then, you've got, I think the actor who played Elliot was on the bloody adverts. Yeah, you yeah. had E.T., there's all the music, You've got, uh, the, you know, all that. The, it looks, the, the, I remember the advert looking so much like the E.T. movie. And basically, you're just moving a little blob about on the screen. And there were the <laughs> great, the great pages like in the in the Marvel comics as well. The adverts. Yeah. Oh yeah. The 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 ad the every all of these old Marvel comics that I'm going through now. I've seen that advert God knows how many times. And the, but the it was just a, a little brown blob that you were moving around and, and like just I, like the film. It really was quite bad but there were a lot of shit games out at the time though so it mm. wasn't spectacularly shit but they yeah they went and put it in a landfill then someone decided years ago I've heard about this it's in Mexico I know where it is and he and there was, he went all Indiana Jones on it and hunted for it and this guy he did, there's a documentary on him and he he finds the he finds the landfill and I all the way along I'm just going this is just there is no of course it's not. Why would they just go and take all these to a landfill? You just bloody... Well, and also, you just destroy them. You, you, 
it would have been even more you? buried by now as well. So. Yeah, I know. And he fucking found them. And they were all there. There were loads of them. And, you know, and you can actually buy them now on eBay the, the, with a certificate that they've <laughs> come from that landfill. They actually come in a little box, like like a slabbed comic, with a certificate of authenticity signed by the mayor of that town. Do they have a yeah. bit of the soil? I don't know. I don't know. I've, se- I've seen the um, the cartridge. It's the cartridge with, you know, whatever state it's in, with the bit of the label on. I... Yeah, I'm a bit cynical, me, though. I mean, yes, of course, some of these will be absolutely the cartridges out of that landfill. Yeah, but, yeah. but if you got all those and you were the mayor of that small town that hasn't got a lot of money, um, all you've kind of got to do is buy them on eBay and uh, <laughs> scuff them up a bit <laughs> and uh, slip it in a plastic container and Bob's your uncle. I'm yeah. not saying any, anyone's done that. Yeah. I'm just suggesting that it oh, wouldn't y- be too difficult. You can 3D print the cartridge. Holy shit. You can scuff up a little label. <laughs> Anything that's slabbed, you're not going to reopen it, are you? So. Yeah. Well, I, I would imagine, Sam, I'm saying that, though, without having gone on eBay to check the price of them. I bet, I, I bet the original cartridge has probably gone up to a stupid price now, hasn't probably, it? Probably, because just of the, the mythology like. of it. Yeah, nah, it's it's always the same way, isn't it? So what's been going on besides um, scabs? Uh, and... I've been picking my scabs. But <laughs> <laughs> well, Chris has given us a little bit of a, a news rundown. Yeah. His news burst. News so, burst. So I can't really go into detail on these because I really don't know. Uh, and nothing has been going on. Uh, Scott Pilgrim takes off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. got a date. Yeah. Uh, this is the animated series, uh, November 17th yeah. in the States. That's got the whole of the cast, hasn't it? Apparently, yeah. Yeah. So, so he managed to get it. So uh, that's that's quite a good, good and, going. And that. produced by Edgar Wright. Yeah. So uh, Ewan McGregor's missus is in it as well as, as Flowers, is she? I think so, yeah. Uh, he's done well then, hasn't he? Mm. He's got that cast, because some of them have done all right since, haven't they? Oh, yeah, quite yeah. a few. Yeah, so it was... Um, it's strange, because I saw that movie not long ago, and they it really is... Um, I really think it's a great film. Well, we saw it on the reissue a year or so ago, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, yeah. At the yeah. cinema. Yeah, and, and and it had great... Oh, the sound was great in there. It was in the Dolby Digital Cinema. Mm. It was very good. But the... I I thought it, the you've got like a, after that Brandon Roof was in it as one of the boyfriends and he, he, he ended up bagging Superman and then crashed that into the ground. But no. I can never remember a name that she played the drummer. Uh, but she ended. Oh up, yeah, she yeah. ended up in uh, Picard. Alison Pill. Mm, that's yeah. it. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah she did. <clears throat> I mean, she ended up in quite a few shows. I mean, the last season though with Picard, they basically just went. I'll go now. <laughs> you new characters. Yeah, all the ones that we were basing the story on. Yeah, yeah, because we always intended the final season to end like this. No, yeah. we didn't. But, but I'm glad you did. I'm glad you came to your senses uh, before the show ended. But, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, she was uh, she was all right. She's got a big forehead, hasn't she? I wouldn't say that. She has. I quite like her. No, I'm not saying she's not attractive. I'm just saying she's got a big forehead. No. Bit of a big forehead. Some people like that. Some people like that. You know? 
It's not. He's not done dare me, convict. You know, it's no. Just, it's it's, it's, it's not a fetish. No, no, no. It's not enough for that. No. So she seems all right. So no, she's yeah. a nice enough person. She was in um, Aaron Sorkin's newsroom. Right. Uh, yeah. 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 And that I love that show. Well, love that show. Dear God, that didn't do that as well as everyone thought it was going to do. That it only ran like four seasons I think it got it was going to be cancelled at the end of the third but they let him do six episodes I think to wrap it up but which is nice I mean that'd be nice if everybody got that wouldn't it all of these shows yep so that's that's pretty good animation wise I started watching My Adventures with Superman oh yeah yeah right so this is a curious beast this they've decided to re- do another another you yawning now with me saying this probably uh, another origin of Superman <laughs> yawn yawn. However, it's an anime animation. It's anime style. Yeah. However, the voice talent is all very well known Americans, and it's just, so the artwork style is kind of at odds with the voice talent because you. Yeah, because you even when you get the dubbed versions, yeah, of anime, they still have a certain uh-huh. sort of like oh they do yeah a yeah. way of saying things they do you yeah, know yeah, and this this the characters look very very Japanese they do they do they've got they've got they they look they don't look like Americans and the style of the robots don't look like kooky sci-fi robots. They look like Japanese anime robots. Like Mecha. Yeah, you know, and the whole thing. So it takes a minute or two. And then after about three, four minutes of watching it, you slowly dig in. And then these differences sort of fade away. And you just end up thinking, well, this is actually quite enjoyable. And it's not revealed where I'm up to yet exactly what's going on. There's no Lex Luthor turned up. I don't know what the big bad is going to be at the end of this saga, but... He's only just started working at the Daily Planet. He's met uh, Lois for the first time, and she's very, very competent in this. She's not needing to be rescued by Superman every five minutes. Well, that's and, good. And that's a good change. Um, a black Jimmy Olsen and a black Perry White. I, but it's... That's fine. They, yeah. It's done in a yeah. tokenist way, though. They, oh. they could have done more with that. They could have done more with that. They like Jimmy in it. He's still wearing his um, the they you know how Jimmy Olsen wears that bow tie yeah. yeah well here's a little thing that they hadn't thought of that's actually a cliche for a black guy oh god yeah now that really is that's kind of it's kind of offensive. boy come here serve me my my meal you know it's that yeah, kind that, of vibe. that is yeah so it's kind of, I'm thinking yeah yeah if you were gonna do this you you're really... gonna reimage it that's fine but you mm, know do yeah. it properly don't yeah. don't don't put him in a bow and tie bow tie mm. just saying but whatever it's up to that he's petty but the thing is that's what the character looks like in the comics but the if they're gonna do what they're gonna do then go bloody go all the way yes. turn him into an actual uh, uh, black uh, character with with the life that the black character uh, would have had at that point instead of just being uh tokenly done is this set during like the 50s or anything or is it modern no, day no, it's right now right. it's right up to date it's proper it's right up to date it's like superman for for young people to right. watch now and it's quite good but other than that and I won't trying to offend anybody now, I'm just saying it's it's a bit I there are certain things that you shouldn't be doing and you shouldn't be you shouldn't be um, 
doing that if you're gonna do you gotta think about every every bit every bit aspect i don't find that that sensitive but the um i mean the the the, the, there's something else odd as well he seems to have a electricity sort of kinetic charge on him when he's using his powers yeah bit like i thought I thought you was meaning Jimmy Olsen. Oh, not then. Jimmy Olsen, no, <laughs> Superman. Just, what he's, powers? Yeah, because he's usually, he's like a big solar battery and he sucks oh, yeah. up the yellow, and uh, energies of the yellow sun and then he can go and do all these amazing things. And what he what he does, um, it, it, sometimes you've got him in the films even, just flying up into space and sort of bathing himself in the sun to heal mm. himself and... With this, it seems like he's getting his energy from somewhere else. I'm not sure what's going on, but I will keep everybody up to date without any spoilering. But I think if you come across it and you're a fan of Superman and you like DC Comics and you like animation, it's worth having a look at and see if you vibe with it or not. I won't say it's for everyone, but you, I did. It it jarred me for a minute or two, and then I, I completely accepted it. So that Which was is fair right. enough, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I just wasn't expecting the. It just it looks like a manga, but it's really American. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like they're ripping it off. Kind of, yeah. It's it, but I get it. It is a Japanese animation studio that made it. That's fair. So enough, they but, they yeah. are going to draw the characters looking that way. They will do. Well, they, they'll, you know. they'll they'll draw the way that they're told to draw. Won't yeah, they? exactly. I mean, mm-hmm. I think it's very deliberate. Uh, the everything's all very updated. Like even the S on his chest is really um, updated to the point of of uh, almost Elseworlds. You know, like right. it's not. It doesn't look like the uh, comic book one. It looks very very modern. You know, so I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know if I've sold it to you or not. But well, I'm not a big Superman fan mm. anyway. Mm. I've. Uh, I've always been a Marvel person. Mm. I love the the Chris Reeve ones, but well, they dived into the mythology. You see, they had they gave you the Fortress of Solitude. They gave you all the Kryptonian stuff and mm. all the the you know and some of these things. They it's been Superman, but like the one I was talking about with Brandon Roof and the um, that Superman Returns. Holy fucking shit! Who who fought some of the thing? They it basically. Started off amazing. Mm. You had that John Williams theme music of blowing, blowing your mind, taking you right back to your childhood. Then you had all this the journey to Earth through the galaxies, just like the beginning of the Superman the movie. And it's all like, wow, this this is gonna be brilliant. This and then he kind of looks enough like Chris Reeve, and he's mm. he, him dressed as Clark Kent. He looked very much like Chris Reeve, and I and it, and, and I thought, well. If he can act and pull it off, that'd be great. And he could act and he could pull it off. But then the story became fucking crazy, if you want my opinion. He started out with Lex Luthor shagging an old woman so that he can inherit... uh, He got off on a technicality because he came up for his trial and Superman had left Earth for five years. So he got off. That's not how courts work, by the way, but it does in in this world. Well, that's what Trump's trying to do. Well, he would. He'd find... uh, I'll tell you something. They've given these guys... These 19 guys there indicted, including Trump, and they've given them them 10 days to, to... uh, surrendered like Jesus Christ. Do you know? Don't you do know these guys are fucking rich, don't you? I mean, I know Trump can't hide anywhere, but the, some of these others, yeah, they, you they, ain't gonna find them. They have been involved in government 
They know people all around the world and they've got millions and millions of dollars. And you didn't think to maybe take the passports off them first? Never mind. That's a, that's real world stuff. But going back to that Superman the Returns, yeah. So you had um, Lex Luthor, Kevin Spacey, all inherited all that money. Then he decides to his big ploy was he's going to use something to build a kryptonite island. Yeah, mm. which made no sense whatsoever. That nobody knew what the hell was going on. Um, the East at Superman. It finds out Lois Lane had moved on and has got a child and has a uh, is married, and then he starts hanging around the house and using his X-ray vision to to, <laughs> to spy on him at night. And I'm thinking, yeah, you you you're not the, the you're not the you're not my Chris Reeves. You yeah. you're not you're not Chris Reeves. You know what what's going on here? And then to make it worse. If it then reveals that the kid's got superpowers and all that, yeah, so so it's his child. Okay, okay, fine, fine. That that this guy must have got with Lois, and she was already pregnant, and he's done the decent thing and and stood by her and and supported her, and they've got married and they love each other, and that's that's nice, that's very nice. Except that she spends the entire movie coming on to Superman the minute he turns up again. So there is that. But isn't it weird? I always stuck with me this. They he makes her forget. He makes her forget at the end of Superman 2. He gives her the kiss mm. and makes her forget. So they only consummated in the Fortress of Solitude before he got his superpowers back to go it, so he could go and deal with General Zod. Mm. So she, from her perspective, he gave her that kiss and a Superman 2. So she don't remember any of that, right? Yeah. She don't remember any of that. And then nine months later, she has a superpowered baby. I mean, you'd think she'd be. A bit like, can I sue him? Is he, <laughs> did he roofie me? What, 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 what's going on? Brandon roofie. Yeah, I know. I never, I never, <laughs> I never understood that. No one really kicked off really when it, to people I know who went to see it, and I'm like, excuse me, hang on a minute. Why are you all right with that? But you know what? Despite all that, still better than Zack Snyder's. It's, it is, it is. I'm sorry, it is. There's still bits of it that are good, like when he saves the plane and when he did any. You know, it still felt more like a Superman movie to me. Anyway, what do I know? I'm not. I'm not one of the Snyder Knights. Yep. Anyway, what time are we on now? Shall we have another break and then? Uh, yeah. Maybe there'll be some more emails and we can dive more into the news that Chris has kindly left for us. Starburst Radio, brought to you by the editors of the world's longest-running magazine of sci-fi, horror, and fantasy. Every Wednesday, 8 p.m. till 10 p.m. Exclusive to Fab Radio International. Everyone else refused to put it on the air. This is Fab Radio International. Welcome back to Starburst Radio at Fab Radio International. I actually know where I am. Right, I've got we've got some emails here. Do you want to uh, start? start with this one from yep. uh, from our good old friend David Galdard? Yes. Uh, Superman Two was ace, indeed it was. It was. Uh, my dad took me to see that at the ABC Ritz when it came out. Yeah. He was only six. Mm. What your dad was only six? Oh no, he says I was only six. Uh, the bit when Terry Stamp 
shouts kneel before Zod, my dad leaned over to me and said, he's a cheeky Zod, isn't he? That's actually quite a good one. Good dad joke. A bit pissed off about the last voyage of the Demeter debacle. I was looking forward to that. It looked decent. Well, what is it a debacle? Just if it's rubbish. I mean, I I don't know. I've not seen it. I haven't seen it yet. The one thing I I have seen about that is, uh, you know, I mean, the books in the public domain, Dracula. There's been people who have been. Uh, you know, you can publish anything in the public domain oh, yeah. yourself. They've been releasing uh, digital books and sort of books, novella books of that chapter. Yeah. Now the basis of a new movie and the calling at the last voyage of the Demeter. Okay. Bit cheeky. Yeah. It, they're cheeky zods. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that's public domain. This is why you get so many, so many. Fucking shit versions of Sherlock Holmes every five minutes, you know. They, um, they, it's a, a bit of a worry, isn't it, when something gets into public domain to me. Look, yeah. look at the debacle with Night of the Living Dead. Jesus Christ, just because they, they, some paperwork wasn't filled in. Yeah, they forgot to put the, yeah. uh, the copyright notice on the title. Yeah, that's right. So that now everybody can just do a copy of that and put it on sale. Any, and, and you know, so you could do your own version of the film as well. Yeah, I know. Well, the, 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 was it Tom Savini? You went in a cheeky, in a cheeky way. You went and uh, filmed an extra hour of it, didn't he? And fit it, slapped it in. What well, Tom? You could, what, you could see. Tom Savini did that remake. Yeah, that, there was a, there was a remake. Oh, it wasn't him who did. The, somebody did a version of I, Night of the Living Dead with an extra I half think, hour done in black and white, and it even got the old guy to I, play the zombie again. I think in it extra was. Scenes. I think it was that guy who, who did it. Right. Uh, can't remember his name. He's dead now. Right. Uh, but yeah, the coming to get you, Barbara, zomb- yeah, yeah. zombie. Not yeah, the guy who yeah. said it, the guy, the zombie that was stumbling. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think it was him who directed it. All right, well, he's in it yeah. as himself. Yeah. But yeah. it's 30 years later, so that he was a thin, gangly zombie and he's got his old middle-aged bread zombie yeah. within two minutes. It's the same makeup. Yeah, you can tell it's him, but I mean, it just it doesn't make any sense. You can see that he's... Much, much, much older and fatter. He's had a good meal. Yeah, but it's within (laughs) scenes, though. A few scenes on, and he's extra bit. And then they had a weird bit of a preacher in it. Do you remember? Oh, yeah. yeah. There was some some cult or something, and a preacher that that was in it. And I thought, you know what? You don't need anything extra. That film was a bloody masterpiece. No, absolutely brilliant. Yeah, really shocking at the time. But uh, Rob Doyle's emailed in again. He's saying, um, talking about animation, I watched the Babylon 5 animated movie today. That I was just actually discussing that with um, Martin on the break, believe mm. it or not. It, it's a must for any Babylon 5 fan, possibly the future of the show, four out of five. That's pretty good. You see, I watched that, and here's the thing. It's got the best story arc, a modern TV show, probably that I've seen. It's it was superb. The the actual story of the the fight with the shadows, the extra season wasn't as good, but the first four built up to an amazing. He didn't know he was going to get his fifth season, so he wrapped a lot of stuff up. 
in the final episode of season four. And then uh, Straczynski got the, the last minute. Yeah, you've got a season five in a bit. And he kind of went, oh, all right, okay then. But he filmed the last episode. He'd already filmed it. So the that took place 30 years later anyway. Now, the problem is that the main character, this is taking place, I'm assuming sometime in the past, I don't know exactly the time period, but it looks like it's going to be around the time of the last season of Babylon 5, season 5, just after that. Now, the final episode does jump forward, so this will be before that. Um, And it definitively does write out Sheridan's character, gives him an end, Mm. proper send-off, and I'm telling you, it's one of the best final episodes of a TV show ever made. Sleeping in the Light, it's called. And it's an amazing episode. um, It's just stunning. And the station gets destroyed at the end of it. It's actually reached the end. It's a sad end because it's reached the end of its life. It's being just detonated Mm. and no one goes there anymore everyone's deserted it life's moved on Babylon 5 used to be this gateway where everybody stopped and then everybody's just stopped going there so they they close it and the person last person who turns the lights off is Straczynski in a workman's uniform (laughs) he's the writer you see him turning the, the switch off and then as they all leave the station you see it detonate blow up the music's amazing um, it's a great moment, and it deals with it deals with all the characters. It wraps everything up really nicely. So the problem is, they tried to do some follow-ups to this. They did a uh, a movie that was uh, sort of the prequel. Then they did some more movies. Then they did um, the Crusade, which was a, a sequel to Babylon Five. But basically, it was some one or two characters from Babylon 5, small crossover characters who went on a Star Trek-type journey to find a cure for a plague that was wiping out mankind, yeah? Mm. And it was but it was like Star Trek format and they were going to different parts trying to get the, the, the plague and all that. So it, you had the same look, the same uniforms, the same stuff, but it was basically just Star Trek, yeah. you know? So after a year, that got cancelled. So... I think animation, yeah, it solves the issue of some of these characters because, my God, if you all these things where people talk about curses and I just poo-poo it and go, what are you talking about? You're so stupid. It's like, it's almost as funny as when Viz did the curse of Dad's army. You know, and he's <laughs> like, oh, there's only one of them, like two left alive. And I get, yeah, because they were all 80 when they made it, except for bloody him who... Um, Clive Dunner, he used to play, he was a 50-odd-year-old guy playing an 80- or 90-year-old yeah, one. Yeah. But the rest of them were genuinely that old, so yeah. But this one, they weren't that old. But my God, so many of the cast is gone. And they shouldn't, it's way above the what I would say would be the average. You've lost the, the, the original commander from season one. He was quite ill, actually. He wasn't well and had to leave the show. He had a lot of mental issues as well. That were he's a very sad story. He didn't really work that much again. And then um, you got then you got Box Lightner taking over. Now oh, he's still around. The woman who played his wife, Delem, she's dead. There's only maybe two two characters left alive. Delem. The, no, they're all dead. The doctor, who was only a young guy when that show 
was on. I mean, I can't imagine if he was alive now. He'd been more than 60. I can't. Maybe I'm wrong. He's dead. The um, the, the guy, um, all them. If you looked at the cast of like seven or eight of them, there's only two left. The, so the animation is probably the only way forward, isn't it? Yeah, and it also, if you've got some original cast members, it doesn't matter what they look like. No, of course it doesn't. That that that's a big that's a big deal. You know, it doesn't matter as much. Although I do, I do struggle sometimes when I hear a big Finnish audio, and you're supposed to believe it's Colin Baker back in 1986, and he he look, I don't sound like I did when I was 25. Yeah, you don't. We don't. We don't do it. And and it's it's difficult to put that on people, but I, it it shatters the the wall, uh, the barrier of believe believability, doesn't it? But that that's part of what ruined the, the Indiana Jones film for me. That first bit is supposed to be thirty six, and he's running about. And yeah, the, believe me, they did the best. They did the best with that de aging. They did, they really did. But he just couldn't help. He's he just doesn't sound like himself like him then. He sounds like yeah, him yeah. now, and he. And he's running on a fucking train, <laughs> you know. Come on, you know. You, why do you? If you're gonna do that, just do what they did with bloody Mark Hamill in in the Mandalorian. Just de-age his voice, for God's sake, you know. I I if I had a button here and I could de-age my voice, I would. I do it now. <laughs> I do it in a heartbeat. No ego. But I do, so I am looking forward to seeing it. Is the upshot? It's a very long-winded ramble there, but I I, I love Babylon Five. I, it reminds me of when we we opened Fab Cafe a lot as well because it was at its peak then of popularity mm. and people were going in Fab in those uniforms. There there was a girl who used to go in with a psycho uniform on with white with her gloves and all that. Yeah, and yeah. they were on a night out. They were on a <laughs> night out and they're all dressed like that. People love that show at the time. And I don't... As it endured, as I, I don't know that many people that talk about it anymore. No. Now, well, hopefully this will uh, reopen, yeah. it? But it's one of the best TV shows ever made. Now, the only thing um, I would say is, if, of all the shows, that I'm, I'm not a big fan of this George Lucas special edition-y type of interfering and fucking mm. about with films and doing stuff that with technology that hasn't, uh, that wasn't available... However, there are occasions when it, it works, and I will throw up there, the Star Trek, the original series, is way better for the remastered scenes. Yeah. The remastered one of that, because it looks retro. It still looks retro, but it's done better. Yeah, and yeah. It, so it actually does look really nice. It's really good, and I, I, I argue with anybody that I'd rather watch the, the updated ones. But Babylon 5 could do with all them special effects do, doing that those special effects were done between 1996 to 2000 sort of way late 90s and everyone was trying to do stuff that wasn't quite there mm. and that isn't quite there when you see the ships on it they look a bit cartoony if you upscaled that if you up if you put that in hd i think it'd look awful yeah, yeah. and i think that what also, as well as doing this animated moving forward, there's a massive. There's got to be enough people to support. Do a the full five seasons box set HD with remastered special effects. 
it's got to be done. It's got to be done, and and it is worth doing because even the makers at the time they knew that they were they were being very ambitious with that TV budget. You knew that you had massive space battles, but they didn't look like Return of the Jedi. You know, they looked like a cartoon. Mm. Yeah, and that's my only criticism. And but the story is, it's like Blake Seven, the cast of Blake Seven, and the story of Blake Seven. The special effects are fucking awful, yeah. and it, it had a micro micro budget. But everyone, that, but why it's so good is because everyone gave it a hundred and ten percent. Everybody on screen, Paul um, Villa and Avon and and Gareth Thomas, they were they 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 might as well have been in you know doing Lear or um, yeah, yeah, a yeah. fellow or something. They they took it very seriously, and it it was a great story. Well, that's why the the seventies and sixties Doctor Who still stands up because the people yeah. are, are giving it their all, yeah. even though they know that the, the sets are wobbling and it transcends the the special effects. I, I personally think that the special effects were worse as it went on, because I think at the beginning they weren't trying to be too. Dramatic, and then within about six or seven years, you arrive at uh, John Pertwee's era, and they decide, "Oh, let's have some dinosaurs." Oh boy, yeah. <laughs> have you seen them? It, and I know I got crucified for this. Nearly got, I got, I got ostracised by the Doctor Who Society for talking about this. You know, just not. You can't. They didn't have any money, so you yeah, got but... plasticine. Look like morph. Look like morph. They did. I thought so. Yeah, I'm going to watch that. I'm going to watch that. Yep. Get fired up. What else is What else is going on, Martin? Well, uh, talking about special effects and things, well, uh, yeah. another one of Chris's news bits. We should have a little jingle. Sonic the Hedgehog 3 is going to start filming, uh, but without any actors. They're just going to be working on the uh, effects. How the fuck are you getting I mean, that's a bit... I mean, I get it. But hang on, though. I mean, you get if you just want to do special effects, you could, you're going to be working off a script, though. Yeah. Well, you have to be working off a script. Well, I'm guessing the script... You can't will just look... do random effects, can you? You've got to be working off a script. We're going so to guess that the... the script will have already been done, so that wouldn't have been affected by are the writer's sure? strike. Are you sure? I'm sure. Are you sure? I'm sure it's not, and it's the final final polish. But I don't believe him. I think it's. But, uh, I think there's cheating going on with all this. I, I mean, we we don't know at what point they'd be doing the animation anyway. But well, I hope they have got a completed script because otherwise, yeah, yeah it's going to be a bit of a mess when they they, they, they might. decide. Right, what have you got? Well, we've got Sonic running up a skyscraper. So let's we'll have film to, a skyscraper. We'll have to. We'll have to. We'll have to <laughs> Uh, write a story that involves him going near a skyscraper. You know what I'm saying? They get, they they must have a script. Yeah, must have. But if they've got it finished, mm. yeah. They, 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 even though they wouldn't have to write it, the problem is the actors are on strike now. Oh, I don't know. So what's this one? Oh, we got an email. Yeah. Uh, hi, Mike and Martin. Greetings from across the multiverse. It's Roy Mikes and Marty Hungsworth here. How are things in your universe struggling with issue deadlines like us, no doubt, at Starfall magazine? Here over on Earth Prime. 
when can we expect the next mentalist experiment on your show? I'm thinking about dragging that out ASAP on my own show as though his book are all going on tonight. Just got to hold on for some more listener emails. I'm sure you don't have those problems. Keep healthy. You know what they say. A mupple a day keeps the doctor away. Sent from his mupple M phone. Lunar Base Omega, Starfall Magazine. Yeah, Roy Gordon Mikes. To say, yeah, we had this before. This is what I did the thing with the apple. Which <laughs> is, um, <laughs> yeah, we've got one over there. It took me a while to figure out what the hell was going on that first time. Bloody hell. But yeah, I'm, I'm going to do another one. I'm going to do another one. I've got, I've got a good, a really, really, really good one. I have. I'm going to, I'm going to just perfect it a little bit better. But it's, it could upset some people though. This one. Only because of what, what it involves. You know, so I'll do it again. I'll have a go maybe next week or the week after. We'll try it again. But like I said, something like 90 odd percent that got, got the apple. It's unbelievable. He got a muffle, though. <laughs> so, what else is going on, Martin? Oh, let's see. Uh, something to get us to the break. Yes. The Fantastic Fest is next month in. Uh, Austin, I think, okay. in Texas. Yeah. And it's the world premiere of the new Toxic Avenger. Oh, okay. Uh, it's been remade and rebooted and everything. Uh, oh, is it a reboot? Well, yeah. Oh, they've not changed the design of the Toxie. Well, think. we haven't seen Toxie yet. Oh, has it been updated? But it's got some quite pe- good pedigree. Obviously, uh, Uncle Lloyd's uh, all right behind it. I was uh, going to say, is it was it is it a Kaufman production? Well, he's he's listed as obviously the, one of the writers, uh, but he's he's okay. o- he's been publicising it, so he's obviously okay. He's yeah. been, he's had his money. Yeah, but it's directed by Macon Blair, mm. who was in Blue Ruin and uh, Green Room. Yeah, a very good actor, but he's director as well on this one, and uh, playing the mop boy is Peter Dinklish. Oh, yeah. So whether he's playing him when he's actually turning into Toxie, I don't know. And oh, they, they, haven't, they haven't really uh, gone into that yet. Right. And some of the other actors involved, uh, Kevin Bacon. Oh, yeah. Elijah Wood. Right. Julia Davis. Well, this sounds like he's got a budget. Yeah. Julia Davis is a, is a great British actor who uh, yeah. she was in uh, stuff like Human Remains and Nighty Night and... Oh, I know. I I think I know who this is. Tall tall Blonde Girl. Yeah, I know uh, who it is. Very, very funny. Yeah. Uh, Taylor Page and uh, Jacob Tremblay. So it has actually... He's got a budget. So, yeah, they've obviously paid these, so... Yeah. I'm uh, I'm impressed, but uh, the joy of the others, though, they were really low budget, but really fun. Yeah, I think... I, I hope it's not big budget and loses that anarchy. Yeah, I mean, I think they're, they're, they're making it as if it's a proper film as opposed to a trauma film, but but they must... Uh, it's an R rating anyway, so... So it's not trauma? No. Whether, whether, okay. whether trauma is going to have their logo at the beginning, I doubt it. Yeah. But yeah, they're going out with a go, so... That'd be good. Oh, it's nice to see Dinklage getting some work. I've seen his after his uh, 
lost all them dwarves the roles on the Snow White movie. Yep. <laughs> they had a ma- massive meeting at Disney over that this week. They really are in trouble with that. The backlash that they've got over those movie, those images that got leaked has just got massive online. People are just openly mocking it. And I'm not talking about the usual toxic YouTubers who moan about everything. I'm talking about just people are just like who weren't aware this thing was being made are suddenly going, What the what is this? What what is this? What, what, who were these people? Because they, they were basically magic people, not dwarves, yeah? I thought dwarves were magic people. Well, this is, well, this is the argument I was having on the show the other week about the, the, the not argument, I was just discussing <laughs> the fact that it was, um, these are mythical, the, the, the dwarves in Snow White and the Seven Dwarves are mythical creatures. Yeah. They're not, lit, they're not dwarves like little people on, in this, in our culture. Yeah. And I don't understand why Dinklage was saying, "Oh, the, the the portrayal of dwarves in that was insulting." No, they they are not. They're not supposed to be human. Them, they're not supposed to be human. That's a fantasy land. You know, their clue is that the it's fantasy shit going on everywhere, yeah. and these fucking witches in it. Yeah, Fairy you, tale. you know what I mean. So I got confused by that, but he he was that much down on that that he went, "Oh, it's just it's no good. That it can't." Um, and then you've got the, uh, I can't remember which actor it was, who was complaining that Hugh Grant has taken away his part in uh, in Wonka by playing an umpa lumpa. So I, do, I just, I can't get he's, over He's taking away jobs people. from little people. I can't get get my head around this world can't sometimes. Win. No, but this world sometimes is fucking insane, isn't it? And that that's the thing. He's going on there. About um, about about he he's basically got them to revise what they were doing and do something different and then but if you've actually seen the pictures, it looks like a really shit panto. <laughs> it looks like they've spent no money on it at all. I just don't know. Apparently, this thing it's got you know Gal Gadot is the witch in it, mm. and this thing is no is, makeup is needed. finished filmed. Oh yeah yeah. Oh I'm not I'm not. It's just ridiculous, isn't it? I mean, she's she's supposed to be that. The, the other one, Ziegler, from um, West Side Story. So she, you'll have a bizarre thing where she's looking in the mirror, going mirror, mirror on the wall. Who's the fairest of them all? And obviously, it's not her. It's Snow White. That's mm. that's how the thing goes. And that's goes, that's oh, how it's I'll, meant to be. Yeah. I'll get her then. She's ah, uh, she's stolen my place. It's the most beautiful person in the land, you know. And it's all gone. Oh my god! And then there's these seven magical. It's not even called Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs now. You know that. It's just mm. called Snow White. And the, and the seven um, diversity you, hires. We had the... Uh, it was... Uh, Sorry, that came across as one of them woke, toxic morons then. I'm, I apologise. I'm just, I'm just cynical tonight. I don't know what's wrong with me. Yeah, there was the one a few years ago, the, the uh, Snow White and the Huntsman. Oh, yeah, So they yeah. didn't call them dwarfs then. But they they were. Yeah, but they were in it, though. Yeah. Yeah, well, they were in it. But they just didn't call them that. Well, they didn't want the, they didn't want the problematic use of the word because mm. they knew they'd be having arguments with fucking morons over it. Yeah, who can't understand that the dwarves in Lord of the Rings are not the people that exist in real life here. Yeah, they're fantasy fucking creatures. 
they 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 they're like twice the strength of a normal guy that could you know smash doors down and wield axes that we couldn't even pick up. They are fantasy yeah, and characters. go go down and and work the mines. Yeah, exactly. It's uh, this is this is it. You don't you don't need Peter Dinklage has never been in a mine in his life. I'm good, not going to go there. This isn't going that well, actually. <laughs> Let's have a break. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're going for a break on that one. I've definitely put my foot in it. We'll be back soon. Starburst Radio, the road sign that something went very wrong with your life at some stage. Fab Radio International. Dot com. And welcome back to Starburst Radio here at Fab Radio International. And if anybody wants to email in, it's studio at fabradiointernational.com or you can press the contact button or if you're watching or listen, watching, if you're listening online. If you're watching, we're worried. And if you're watching, then you, you might be Paul Ripley because I think he's, he's got a spy camera in here. Does it start flashing when he's watching? I can't tell. I or don't d- know. There's a red light on it now. And I don't know if that goes green if he's on. You see, you yeah, know, you could be watching. You we'll get a text know. if after I've just done that. <laughs> you certainly will. Um, uh, Mountie is, is here. Hello, Mountie. sir. Hey, he says, gentlemen, saw the new Babylon Five animation last week, and a few clunky attempts at humor aside, it's pretty good. A really clever time travel story with some great action scenes. I hope there's not a multiverse of Babylon Fives in this <laughs> though. That's all I'm hoping. A remastered Blu-ray set of the whole series is 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 out in December. Yeah, that is literally music to my ears. I knew they were. I didn't know whether they were redoing the effects or not, or whether they're just doing what they can with the HD. Uh, side they're probably just going to do the HD bit. It's ain't a they? shame because they, they. I don't think those bloody effects are going to stand up to that that well. But that's just my opinion. But it is. It's something where Babylon Five is. The story is the big thing. Mm. The story is that good. The characters are that good. It doesn't matter about epic space battles. That's just gravy. He says it's he hasn't given the series much thought for years and is going to pick it up and give it a long overdue rewatch. Uh, speaking or rather writing of time travel, caught up with a found footage film Lola last week. Easily one of my top ten of the year. Have you two fine fellows seen it? No. Nope. I, I- we were just talking off air when we saw this email. We've both got it on Blu-ray yeah. separately, but just haven't got around to seeing it yet. It's actually the top of my pile of yeah. Blu-rays to watch because I was going to watch it at the weekend and I thought, ooh, this might be a little... See, I was in a bad mood and I just felt like I needed something a little bit lighter because I think that this might take a little bit of concentration because I'd just caught up to date with Foundation mm. and and my mind was just... Oh, drained. Yeah. <laughs> I was just drained. Foundation hard sci-fied me. <laughs> but it looks very, very good. It was on at Fright Fest last year, and it was one of the only ones I didn't see last year. Yeah. But yeah, I've been looking forward to it. It's, you shouldn't it's... have gone to the pub then. But the problem is that that's what Fright Fest's about. I know what, <laughs> what Fright Fest is about. We all know that. Everyone knows That's why that. I watched as much as I can before, and so... Oh, everyone knows that. Good God. But the um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it. It's uh, it does look perfect for me. Yeah, and, and we had an interview with the uh, the director. I think it yeah. was a couple of issues ago. Yeah. Well, uh, by well by next week's show, I will have seen loads of stuff. 
because that was, this is it. This was a big push to get this issue done, and I have my own personal stupidity going on in the background at home, and I've got oh, lots, yep. of it, and it just got to the point of yes, everything's done. All them comics are all graded now for the nightmare that I've got at home. So you should have done so, that as a uh, as a YouTube channel. Oh boy! Even if you just film in bits and do it later on. My God, I I got to the stage where I couldn't face another comic book. I, I was looking at them at it and I thought if I'd have done that as a YouTube channel it would have been a channel that would have put people off ever doing it, it <laughs> well people would still watch it they're still they're, 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 yeah and it's, you're supposed to know what you're doing when you're doing something like that I've got a bloody clue oh they don't care they I just they want, the they, want to see, they want to see somebody open something and be yeah. disappointed the next lot's coming on Wednesday oh <laughs> It's coming next Wednesday. It's literally is. It? When I'm doing next week's show, there'll have another load of them come. That is finally it, though. That is literally it. I'm done now. That's it. They just happened to be these auctions came up, and I just turned into a lunatic and started getting them because I wanted to restore them and do all this. And I have done a good job on doing it quite a lot, but I'm, I'm buggered. And then it was coming up on just as that had finished, then we're in the final run-up. To, to this, it was her birthday yesterday. I went seeing a, a couple of people, but I knew I had to, I couldn't have a fucking crazy day because, you know, we've got to get this done. Mm. And so I think by next week, I will have had time to watch some bloody films. Yeah, you've, Actually, got, a, you've you got a full weekend, you can, you can yeah. cram some in. Oh, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to try, try and get someone go see Barbie with me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sure. Sure, Chris will go. <laughs> it's one of them. Now. He's got I mean, his pink suit ready. I'm too late to that party. I feel. I feel. I now feel see, like... I don't know about the British uh, release, but that's coming out on uh, digital in the states already. I think, if what? I remember right, this September fifth. What? Yeah, exactly. God, Jesus! They, They've that... not not given it much of a run. Is, um, I'd be really pissed off if I was a if I had a cinema. Jesus, I mean, you know, I get but, you but, don't get it. That isn't long enough, surely, to have just rinsed all the money out of people who want to go and see well, it. Well, the thing is, it, it, this was another bit of news I didn't write down, which we should have done. It's been confirmed that it's the highest grossing Warner's film domestically, so just in the US, that, that, mm. that they've ever had. It's beat The Dark Knight. Oh, okay. So that's good. Well, what, take that, what, Nolan what, fans. Why I like it? I, I like it on two on two levels. I, lo- I love it because yeah, Nolan fans. <laughs> but the, but having said that, Oppenheimer's a fantastic film, and I don't understand why people were going. Oh, it's beat Oppenheimer, and mm. uh, that was a Nolan film. And I and I and I'm like, how did how did you expect a well, Barbie film? People get very territorial, don't they? <laughs> yeah, but how could you expect? A Barbie movie not to be more accessible than a than a three hour movie, but it's on the subject matter like like that Oppenheimer. You you it isn't a kids of film though. People went to see it. You know, kids. If it was a kids film, you might have expected it. Yes, mm. exactly. But, but but what what I, I do I, yeah I, what I do like is that it it, it is um the you had the the toxic YouTube lot were all they're all. They all told, well, they were telling everybody who'd listen how big a disaster this was going to be at the mm. box office, right? And, and it was part of that. They have an ongoing, they have one of the phrases along with the MCU whenever they're attacking Marvel is go, go, go woke, go broke. 
That's what they're saying. And mm. they saw this as the wokiest woke fest that they could ever imagine, right? Uh, because it's from the director that it is, and mm. it's got a fe- female lead and it's female-centric. And so they were in overdrive with this, and uh, they were going to go woke, go broke. Well, do not seem that way, does it? Nope. doesn't seem that way. seems like it's done okay. It's, gone over, it's gone over a billion already, and that's before it gets into the uh, home sales. Well, there you go. They've done something right, because that is definitely repeat screenings. Yeah. You don't take that sort of money from people going to see it once and done. And that's, that's, and two, I, that's I, people going multiple times. And I think it. a lot of people are probably going back to the cinema to see something, because it's not a, a superhero mm. film. Yes. Yeah. It is. You know, I just, so I people do, have like yeah. not gone to the cinema for so long. I just, I, I, I hate to say it because I love comic books and I love superhero movies and I like the MCU and I like, you know, but I, I've said it before, I think that James Gunn taking over DC, yeah, I think he's going to do some films, his Superman film, I bet we, he under, seems to understand Superman, I bet that Superman film will be okay. And I would imagine it'll it'll be fine, but I just I honestly think we are in the beginning of people wanting a break from them. Yeah, I, don't, I just I think people are. I think, totally understand it. You know, you you everything has its has phases that wax and wane. Um, westerns, yeah, the nineteen fifties night into the sixties, you couldn't imagine there not being a western on. There would be one on rotation. Every week, there'd be a Western on rotation. There'd be one on its way. Big, big Westerns, you know, big stars. Big, big it was a huge thing. And then slowly, the, the 60s came to an end and the Western went away. And the, the cop drama, the, the um, you know, you even bloody John Wayne ended up playing uh, McHugh in yeah, a detective right. movie. You know, it, 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 it moved from that to to cops and then it sort of went into action movies and sci-fi was huge because of Star Wars and these things I've always thought these movies, sci-fi movies sort of struggled because of the amount of superhero films that are out I think they've been kind of ignored, I'm not saying they've been amazing ones out, I mean that that weird dinosaur one 65 or whatever, that that one yeah that 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 was sort of uh a good idea, but just didn't quite stick it. Something just not right about it. It just didn't feel right. It felt like there was part of the film missing in bits and that. I, I think that there's probably a bit of that in there. Yeah, yeah been altered a little bit. But I do. Uh, I just think it's. Yeah, I would. I would like if this there is a lulling superhero activity on the screen. I would. I'd hate to all completely go away and that's it, and it becomes something that studios stop backing. But. I do. I would like to see some big sci, some epic sci-fi. Come on, come on. Let's get some big sci-fi films out. Um, I'd, I'd we've li- got horror. We've got horror still going strong. Got I'd some, like to see know. films made like they used to be made. Mm. Uh, Models. Uh, well, I have to see. Happened to see a little bit of uh, Cool Hand Luke. Yeah. The other night it was on TCM, and I'd not seen that for years. Mm. And just, it was mesmerising how mm. wonderful it looked, how yeah. great the acting was. There was no horrendous soundtrack blasting everything out with pop songs on. Mm. 
you know, it was it was proper filmmaking. Well, I know I know I'm shouting and get no. t- telling people to get off my lawn, but you know, it's it's that sort of, that's that's the sort of film I miss. And that's why I like watching these Turner classic movies because you you I, you can basically do, especially at the weekend, say Saturday, I can just put that on, and yeah, you know, there will be a film on that I love. It will be, and if it isn't that the next one, there'll be two multiple. So sometimes I can just sit there and it's just on all day. It's just, these are great, amazing films, and and they don't make films as good as that no. these days, sadly, because they there's too much pressure to make money, and there are certain commercial aspects that are forced on it. I'm not saying they are. I think that classics. is the big problem. I mean, it's not as though they're not making films that are. Uh, Oscar worthy and all this sort of thing because there there are certain filmmakers who just make that sort of film oh, with sure. that in mind. Yeah. Uh but there's a certain sort of mentality behind yeah. making certain films, I think. They are just looking for the the box office and Okay, yeah, yeah, I think that that is it. And the the quick edits and things oh, yeah. like that and But you say yeah, at the moment though the the good Good sci-fi is all seems to be on Apple TV. They, yeah, they, they, they the seem shows, to be doing really well. With my it. God, for all mankind is a stone cold classic that people, not enough people, have seen. The um, the silo, oh, silo is amazing, amazing. And now I'm just working my way through season two of Foundation. I think there there'll be another one that I've got to see, which I'm, I'm looking forward to. Good God. It's it's mental exercise, it really is, um, just following that. And it's not like, oh, it's that complicated, it's heavy and ponderous. Or no, but it, it's just, you have to concentrate on it. You need to story. have, you know, and yeah. this is another thing that's good that they do that sort of thing, because everybody watches something with a phone in the hand now. Yeah, so, you so can't it, watch this with your phone. Your so if, if you've got to have something where, yes, you, oh, you, you're not going to follow it you otherwise. Can't, you can't do something else at the time you're watching this. Like, uh, I found a few sitcoms that I could put on while I was sat there bagging comic books and doing all that the other week. And did it all sit, if you sat doing Yeah, some things like that, are yeah. not, you know, don't need every you sense. Can't but... with it. No, 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 you can't. Yeah, I think Game of Thrones was one of the first ones that brought that sort of, like, you can't pick your phone up yeah, moment yeah. in because you, yeah. you, you, you wouldn't know where you were. Yeah. It's just a bit, it's a, that, that, that show, it's a biggest shame, isn't it? That, that they fucked it up so badly. And I mean that and all. And I'm yeah. not just on a bandwagon um, on that. It, it, it objectively was the quality of the Once this season, bo- the the second part of season seven and and the end season. Well, we know what terrible. it was. They, they, they weren't waiting for him to re- publish the books. He wasn't going to tell them how he was going to finish it. Mm. So they just went, the, did their own thing and... Yeah, and uh, the quality dropped. Yeah, it turns out their own thing. It, it, it's not not so good, is it? it <laughs> turned out, yeah. Well, an ending. What a terrible fucking ending for a show that had uh, it had the it had the world watching it. Everybody yeah. you spoke to was watching Game of Thrones. I mean, it is weird because we're usually dealing with shows where a lot some of the people that we know from other parts of our lives who don't work on this mag with us. And they probably won't be watching half of this stuff. Like, I'm sure I'd struggle to find someone else who's watching Foundation. But the 
you know that was a rare occasion where we we were we were mainstream at the time. Yeah. you know we were covering a very mainstream TV show. Which we treated that know. and The Walking Dead. Mm. That was a sweet spot, wasn't it? Oh yeah, yeah. You was uh, they, we were that with that on we were covering on this radio show two shows that yeah people were watching, not just someone who's tuned in to watch this show. Uh, listen to us. They people in the out in the street. They call them a, a water cooler show. That's they? right. Yeah. 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 No, I loved it. Well, it's nice that nice feeling. It is, but it's good to have it back just for us. Uh, <laughs> well, there is that in the. Uh, it's that there's that bit where you know, the, like when you've got, you're into a band and yeah. you really like them, and then I don't. Next minute, I, I don't want to join any club yeah. that loves someone like me as a member. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there's nothing worse than everybody else discovering your band and then you being in a queue with other people buying yeah. the album. And, it's, and then suddenly it's a hundred quid a ticket. Yeah, yeah. Well, that happens, doesn't it? My God. It so does you, nowadays. Yeah. So you're, you're off to see um, Kiss's actual final, final, final yeah. gig, aren't you, soon? Yes, that's, that's in December, so yeah. New York, man. Yeah, you're going to have a blast over there yeah it's going to be cold but it's going to be good no you're going to have a blast over there it's so good i mean even if you don't do anything but just watch it i could just walk around new york mate it's the there's like so many cool places i'm looking forward to it and i'm I'm looking forward to sort of hitting up some of the blu-ray stores to get the get some vinegar syndrome and things like that i've got i've got the store for you i'm uh, I'll I'll ask where to get the address. The um, there's a store. It's I, the only problem with this store. It's near. It's right near Central New York. It's not far from um, Times Square. But no. the only problem with this store is I, you go. I go in this store, and there's loads of interesting toys and loads of collectible figures. Lots of lots of stuff. There's just that many Blu-rays and DVDs. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't know where to start. That's it's, the problem, isn't it? I it's... mean, I mean, it's got it's it's well laid out, but they've got loads of it's so much stock. They, they I'm going to have to sort of try and make a list of what I'm looking for, because yeah, otherwise I will just look and go. Ooh, oh, you will. Look, you'll have ooh, to. Look. Yeah. But the thing, it, it's um, you need a you need a couple of hours in this shop. I'll yeah. find out the address of it. There's a speakeasy next door to it. Oh, well, nice. That you can just go in. And there's a woman. It's really weird. There's a oh, woman is it one of them? on reception. Oh, right. <laughs> oh, there's a woman on reception. And it looks like she's a receptionist. And this is like a to entrance to some offices. Yeah. But when you go in, she goes, do you want me to take you downstairs? And she just takes you down this what looks like a really weird, very sterile fire escape through an office building and then she goes and opens this nondescript door you walk in into this luxurious speakeasy nice. like out of the like out al capone type place where all lush is and it's amazing and it's just down and it's right next door to the shop excellent i'll have to find i'll find the details of that shop but i had to be careful in that shop there was just too many. Um, there's a bit at the front that's got stuff that's on discount, but Chris wouldn't be happy if he saw the state of some of the boxes. Oh, all right. You remember that discount shop that used to be on? Oh yeah, Market Street, on Market Street. Yeah, it's like that. That bit. The but pikey then you've bit. Got the nice collector's <laughs> bit at the at the back, but the bit the bit that's the exchange bit at the beginning. Yeah, all yeah. The, 
everything's a bit crumbly. Yeah, it's horrible. A few pubes there. Yeah, I just can't imagine somebody going looking at that and going, yeah, do you know what? I'm going to get that there. You, you'd have to, you literally have to be taping the boxes together, you know? Yeah. Um, he hates that and he hates how dirty they are, don't he? It drove him mad. Well, I imagine he's not a fan of CEX either, so. That's literally the place that, that he, he was moaning to me about. Well, I remember he, it, he went in and started saying how dirty the boxes were. I think it is that. Yeah, that's that's the one that's one still go, that's the one that's still going. The one we're thinking yeah. of on Market Street. I can't yeah. remember the name of it. You are you you yeah you won't. You, Chris, he don't he don't take to a dirty box. He does <laughs> and, not. And on that bombshell, I think. <laughs> yeah, I think we're running out. I think. Don't forget if you email. Before the show next week, studio at fabradiointernational.com. Send us an email before the show starts. Help us get off to a fine flying start. In the meantime, I've been Mike and he's been Martin and we will see you next week. Tumbling through a thousand centuries You don't know where you land It's a dark mythology Treasures of history to be found in the legends of time. All the handiworks remain only the dream away. Starburst Radio, the greatest radio show in the universe. Every Wednesday, 8 p.m. until 10 p.m. Exclusive to Fab Radio International. by Fab Cafe, TV and movie theme bar, 109 Portland Street, Manchester. And welcome back to Starburst Radio. Well, can't even tip top properly. Tika property. Do you know what? I've not had a drop to drink, honestly. It's deadline. Right. This is a uh, Starburst sponsored by uh, Stanley Unwin. Yeah, it certainly is. <laughs> right, I'll start again.